welcome. This is a message from Victory Church. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged by today's message. I want to share a quick message with you before I move into some of the dreams, plans, goals for this particular year that we've set aside. And the title of my message as our musicians take their seats is simply this. The high cost of low living. And I want to look at the life of a man by the name of Samson. Who here knows of Samson? Great, we're in good company. In Judges chapter 13, verse 1 to 5, it says again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. It could be Australia, couldn't it? Could be Adelaide. So the Lord delivered them into the hands of the Philistines for 40 years. A certain man of Zorah named Manoah from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was childless. Unable to give birth, the angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. Now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink, and that you do not eat anything unclean. You will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor, because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead in delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. Now what I like about the story of Samson is that we can, we can learn a lot from it because he lived in a similar time that we live in. He lived in a time where there was no king and people did as they saw fit. We live in a time where people do as they see fit. And it was in this time and in this moment, God wasn't throwing his arms up in the air in a panic. No, no, no. When there is a generation that is doing as they see fit, he's always looking for a man. He's always looking for a woman. He's always looking for someone to be the difference in a generation that is doing whatever they see fit. And so God handpicked and called and equipped this man by the name of Samson to lead Israel at that time. And he was gifted with incredible potential. There are three things I want to highlight this morning from Samson's life. And the first thing is the potential within Samson's life. You see, he had incredible potential. He had supernatural strength. We read in the Bible, and you can do that in your own time, Judges chapter 13 right through to Judges chapter 16 is the story of Samson. I don't have time to read it all to you. But you'll read some incredible stories of incredible strength. You'll see that he killed a lion and he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. You would have thought he would have ripped the lion open with his lion hands, but no, with his bare hands, he ripped the lion open. Ba-boom. He killed 30 men from a particular town and he stripped them of their clothing to make good on a bet that he made. And so he lost the bet and he needed to get some clothing, he kills 30 men, takes their clothes and said, here, and makes good on his bed. Incredible strength. He caught 300 foxes on one occasion, tied them by their tails together, tied torches to the tails and set them amongst the Philistine uh, grain, vineyards and olive groves and just burn it all down. Obviously, this did not go down well. Some people decided to capture 
Samson and hand them over to the Philistines, to which Samson agreed. He said, as long as you promise not to kill me, I will go willingly to the Philistines. And so they bound him with rope and he was being handed to the Philistines. And as the Philistines approached him, he broke the ropes like it was nothing. He just broke the ropes and he saw a thousand men running at him and he looks around and he, and he finds the jawbone of a donkey. He just picks it up and starts swinging. And in a little while, 1,000 people are dead. I mean, this is an incredible... I thought there might have been some more guys going, this is awesome! You know, we have a young generation that are growing up thinking that the Bible is boring. It's a book for old ladies. I want to tell you, there is blood, there is gore, there is drama, there is romance. Everything that makes for a good movie today is in the Word of God. You've got to read it. It's awesome. And so here's Samson, whack, 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 whack. And somehow God's rubbing his hands together over it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's crazy. On another occasion... He goes to the city gates and he, he rips off the two gates, including the posts, puts them up on his shoulder and runs a marathon, 40 k's uphill. Just because he can. I mean, this guy had incredible potential and he did some incredible things. And like Samson, everyone in this room is in, has been gifted by God with incredible potential. You have strengths in you. God has gifted you. My question to you is, do you know what your strengths are? Do you know what your gifts are? You are a pile of potential. Do you know that? Turn to the person next to you and say, you are a pile of potential. I'm not suggesting for one moment that you go around and kill 1,000 people. But you do have strength in you. And it's our desire as a church to draw out those gifts within you. That you can not just be a pile of potential, but you, your potential can be turned into promise. And so this was incredible. Samson had incredible potential, but he also had a few problems in his life. You see, he had a powerful enemy in the Philistines, granted, and he fought them for some 20 years. But Samson's greatest enemy was Samson himself. As strong as he was, he had even greater weaknesses. And it's the enemy that wants to exploit your weaknesses. And it's the enemy that wanted to exploit Samson's weaknesses. And you see, the thing about Samson is he had a thing for the ladies. Hello. And the enemy, the Philistines, knew that. They knew that he had a weakness for women. And so the Philistines arranged a good-looking, beautiful-to-look-at woman to try to undermine Samson and his strength. The enemy will always try to exploit your weaknesses. And that's exactly what we see here in the life of Samson. Once he knows your weakness, he will use time to wear you down. You see, the story about Samson is that a woman by the name of Delilah that was sent from the Philistines 
to entice Samson to give up the source of his great strength. And he told her on one occasion what it was, but he was just playing with her. He was just flirting with her. He was just having fun because after all, he was in control. He could do what he wants. And so he tells her this story and uh, she puts what he told her into practice and she says, Samson, the Philistines are among you. And he just got up and broke those ropes. And she got upset with him. But he still felt like he was in control. And he started playing with her and toying with her and flirting with her some more. And he kept giving her story after story after story. And she kept putting these stories into practice and saying, the Philistines are upon you. And everything that he told her was the source of his great strength proved to be a lie. And then she started whinging. And the Bible says she nagged him to the point of death. That would never happen in this church. A woman nagging a man to death, would it ever happen here? Look at all the men like... I mean, just close your eyes for a minute, man. Can you imagine a woman nagging a man to death? And that's what we had here. And it was over time he was worn out. In the beginning of this flirtatious relationship, he had strength on his side. But over time, he lost his strength. He was worn down over time. Pete stood up here just a minute ago and said, we celebrate our 19th anniversary as a church. And here's my commitment to you. After 19 years, we are not being worn down by time. We're getting more and more excited about our future. We feel like we've just started and we've been through a whole heap. Let me tell you. And so my question to you in light of Samson is, is, what's your weakness? You know, it's one thing to look at Samson and, and, and put all the blame on him and say, that naughty boy. But when we read the Bible, the Bible's meant to be a mirror. When we see a weakness in Samson, we're meant to use it to say, what's the weakness in us? When we see a strength in Samson, we're meant to say, what's the strength in us? When we see a calling in a particular person like Samson, we're meant to say, what's our calling? We're meant to use the Bible as a mirror. And so my question to you is, what's your weakness? Because we all have them. Do you have a weakness for money? A weakness for food? A weakness for power? A weakness for sex? A weakness for drugs? A weakness for alcohol? A weakness for popularity? A weakness for approval? I mean, it's one of the biggest addictions I know of, approval addiction. You know, we've got to be liked by everybody. And that can be a weakness that stops us living in our strength. In actual fact, someone once said, your greatest strength is knowing your weakness. And so Samson had potential, he had some problems. Now I want to look at the product of Samson's life, with all his potential and all his problems. See, Samson had a great start in life, but unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, he threw it all away. And he was unable to turn his potential into promise. This is the high cost of low living. He lost a lot. Samson ultimately lost his strength. You know, after he'd been flirting with Delilah, he eventually gave up the secret of his great strength. And at the point of death, he just says, my hair has never been cut. If you cut my hair, I'll be as weak as any other man. And he fell asleep in her lap. He was that worn out. He was that tired. Delilah called a man in. They didn't just cut his hair, they shaved his head. That's a deep sleep. 
They shaved his head. She said, Samson, the Philistines are among you. And this is what he said. He got up and he said to himself, I'll go out as before and I'll shake myself free. In other words, he tried to do something in his own strength. Not understanding or totally forgetting that it was God's strength that enabled him to do what he was doing. Not his strength. And so here he is. He's now bald and he says, I'll go out as before and I will shake myself free. And he did not know the Lord had left him. My question is that, well, my conclusion, sorry, is that you cannot do ministry in your own strength. See, Samson's strength was not natural. He was anointed by God to do all that he'd been called to do. When Jesus was on the earth in Luke chapter 4, he said, I have been anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me to do. You can't do the work of the Lord without the gift and the strength and the anointing of the Lord. All that I want to talk to you about for this year is in vain if we don't continue to stay filled with God. We need super to our natural. It's not enough to do this in our own strength. As a church, we want to couple God in all that we do. Otherwise, we're wasting our time. If we don't have God, we, we lose our strength. How many people have started out so well, do anything, and said yes and amen, Vision Sunday after Vision Sunday, but somehow lost their way because we lost our strength. Samson also lost his vision. It says they took out his eyes and he could no longer see. So here's this once incredibly strong man full of potential. He's now bound, bald, and blind. And when you lose your strength, and when you lose your vision, there's only one, left, one thing left to do. The Philistines, obviously loving this victory, and we're celebrating big time. They said this in Judges 16 verse 25. While they were high in spirits, they shouted, Bring out Samson to entertain us. When you lose your anointing and your strength, and when you lose your vision, all you've got left is entertainment. When a marriage loses its vision, when a marriage loses its strength, all it's got is entertainment. And whether that's going out to dinner or getting on with our life or going around Australia or whether it's having extramarital affairs, it's entertainment, entertainment at the expense of what God has called us to do. When a church loses its strength and vision, all it's got left is entertainment. Strength and vision are crucial to your life, to your marriage, to your family. And to this church. God forbid we become a church that just entertains. We need to be full of vision. 
We need to be full of strength. It's one thing to have big vision, but you need big strength to put the big vision into practice because you get opposition along the way. Here's the good news, people. It says in Judges chapter 16, verse 22, the hair on Samson's head began to grow. That is a picture of grace to us. That no matter where you are, what you've done, what you've said, what you've been involved in, the hairs on our head are growing again. God is incredibly redemptive. I would hate us to waste our life just wasting our life. We have been put here for purpose. We've been put here with promise. And I would hate the lack of strength and the lack of vision to reduce us to just entertainment in our marriages, in our families, in the church, in our workplace. But if we can lift our eyes and seek God's face, we can get strength again. The story of Samson concludes with him standing between two pillars. Two pillars that were holding up the arena in which he and many, many other Philistines were meeting. And Samson, with the hair on his head beginning to grow, prays this prayer, Father, may I lose my life along with these Philistines today, and may you grace me with one more feat of strength. And the Bible goes on to say that Samson killed more in his death than in his life. Now the aim for us at Victory Church is not to go around killing people. Sorry to disappoint you this morning. But the aim is to make sure that we are consecrated and that we are dying on a daily basis to all the inner turmoil so that God can grace us every day with the strength we need to defeat the enemy and to fulfill our call and get on with what God has called us to get on with. He did more damage to the Philistines and to the enemy in his death. And I believe I will do more in my death than just trying hard. As will you, as will this church. My concern is that with all of this stuff that God has graced us with to be a tool in our hands to reach people, the moment we start to rely on the stuff, we lose our strength. And everything I'm about to share that we want to do this year, the stuff is not going to get it done. It's going to take a sold out, consecrated, holy people, a people belonging to God, a people who have their own discipline and own walk with God. Otherwise, this whole day just becomes hype. The difference between hope and hype is reality. 
If we're not going to attach reality to the things we're hearing today, it's nothing more than hype. But if we say, Tony, I hear your message today, and I, and I realize there are things in my life I've let slip, but you know what? The hair on my head is growing again, and I'm going to surrender myself today, and I'm going to surrender myself tomorrow, and I'm going to surrender myself the next day, and I'm going to continue to die on a daily basis because that is the Christian walk. The great thing about our kids is they've gone into the uh, incredible time that they had in the, in the uh, Influencers Youth Camp. That, that was a great catalyst for a moment to, of breaking, but it's what they've done since. It's the daily disciplines since that have impressed me more than the blessing they received in that time. This is the end of the message. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and God bless.